Welcome aboard. This is your Captain Johnny. And first mate Jess. Thank you for joining us on our chaotic journey through fan fiction. This podcast will contain adult situations and themes. I would strongly suggest using caution when listening in public. But what do I know? We do not own these stories or characters. They're just along for the ride upon the ships of chaos. Hey, Chaotics, this is Johnny. Hey, everyone, this is Jess. Welcome, welcome. This is another lovely Thursday afternoon. We love our Chaotic Thursdays. It's a little lonely when we don't post an episode. (laughs) And I've been trying to be more active on on the Facebook group. Yeah. So... I I need I I feel bad that I'm no longer making like the promos like I was at the beginning, so maybe this week I'll make a promo. Oh yeah, I mean it would be it's I think it's okay. Maybe we could do a big promo for our last couple final episodes with Radio Tower. And our special episode. Do you want to tell them what special episode we decided to do next? <laughs> our holiday. Yeah, our next holiday. Our next holiday. Um, well, Chaotics, we are celebrating a 420. Yes, we are. We are going to yes, post we a are. special episode <laughs> You know, it's a holiday that needs to be recognized by more. So. Just relax a little. Yes. <laughs> um. And this is Johnny's holiday to uh, read us a story. Do you want to give us um, any hints on what you'll be reading? Do you have any idea? I am looking for something that will have Bella from Twilight with at least one of the wolf pack. Okay. Interesting. That's exciting. It, will there be a 420? Excited if it's going to be Sam or Paul. I am hoping so. Yeah, <laughs> that's exciting. I can't wait. I don't. I don't want the story to be too long. I don't mm-hmm. want the story to be too long. So I'm looking for something that is a good quickie is either Paul and Bella or Sam or Bella. All these stories with Sam are really long because they want to establish the relationship. Okay. So we well we'll we'll find something. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Yes. I'm I'm looking forward to it too. It's gonna be fun. Yeah. We're skipping right over uh Easter and going straight to for four twenty. It's the best April holiday anyway. <laughs> so, so how was your week, Jess? Um, it's been good so far. Uh, I'm nothing truly exciting. How about yours? Last week I got really, really. And I ordered like a bunch of pictures from the photo center at Walmart. <laughs> and they're just starting to come in. Oh, really? Hey, how did your, how were your jams? Did you ever get your jams? Oh, they were delicious. I got my jams. Yes, I did. Yeah. Do you have a favorite one? Uh, so far, the only one I've tried is Loganberry. Okay. Is it worth it? 
Are they so good? Totally worth it. Yeah. I ate jam sandwiches for like a week. <laughs> Can you remind me again, what is the, um, the brand of the jam? It's Crofters. crofters we can link it to the um in our our ships of chaos group because now we have your word that yeah they're delicious I'll, yes i will link uh this where you can buy the special thomas sanders box awesome so so uh back, back to your pictures what kind of pictures are you printing of my brothers. Oh, okay. Like family pictures, pictures you've yeah, had in your family phone. pictures. I, yeah, I spent like I sent a bunch of family pictures of to Walmart, and one of uh, Chris Argent and Peter Hale together. Like a big picture. We're just gonna get like a poster size. <laughs> Chris Argent, no, Peter Hale. I, <laughs> I, I would have gone bigger. I got an eight by ten of Peter Hale. <laughs> <laughs> do you work in the photography my brothers were sometimes? teasing me about doing it. yes I do you do so will like you the develop the pictures I um I print them okay or will your William you, one of your coworkers be like oh and here's Johnny's <laughs> I I went to go pick up a couple of them today because yeah. like the first batch came in today and my coworker's like what's the last name again and I'm like McGregor and he's like I didn't believe you were Irish until you told me that last name. I'm like, actually, the last name is Scottish. <laughs> Duh. <clears throat> so, but. Do we want to talk about maybe the yeah. story that I found before we get into so, our summary? Uh, how Can you hear me okay? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Do we want to give um, our chaotics a preview into the next in between story since we're talking about Hermione? Yes, please. Okay, so yes. when yes, we please. finish Radio Tower, um, we're gonna kick it off with a series. Which of... we have. Go ahead. We have five five sections left, so we have five episodes left of this, including this one. Including this one. Oh wow! God, I can't believe we're at the end. <laughs> Oh, yeah. But okay, so as we finish out Radio Tower, we're going to do a series of shorter, different fandoms in between um, before jumping into another epic length. Um, an epic length, I think, is like 100K words, give or take. Yeah. So um, we're going to do a couple shorter stories. And the first one I think we're going to kick off with is a story that's written about the movie The Holiday with uh who's in the movie kate winslet and cameron diaz um where and it's a draco hermione and a harry pansy pairing and i love it so much and i'm so excited we've done that before and it was so much fun did we have a harry was it a harry pansy well harry and pansy were in it together but it was uh it was a back like a background relationship yeah okay so this one it's they're they're gonna we're going to get a little handsy. I'm excited about this one, actually. I'm, so. I, I'm excited. I'm excited to read it to you. Um, and then in turn, Johnny will pick us another shorter fic, and then we'll probably jump into an epic length story of some sort. 
uh, settled on an epic yet, but I will put a poll on with the ones that we have gotten permission for. Yeah, we have, we've gotten a couple that we have permission for. So we have a few on the table. So definitely um, that poll let us out. Let us know what you're interested in for an epic. You're going to be with us for a while for it. So we want to make sure you chaotic love it. Okay. So how about that summary now? Yeah, let's jump into the summary. So in last episode, uh, Styles is in his dad's house in the... Um, damn it, what do we call the place? The, co- the Not the colony, the settlement. Um, so he's having like a yeah. nightmare, dream, memory of the bone men. And um, he has, uh, when he wakes up, he has like a heart to heart with his dad about how his dad has been feeling guilty about leaving Styles. In turn, Styles feels guilty about like not looking for his dad, like both thinking that like, the other is no longer alive and or whatnot. Like they, they just feel guilty about it. Um, and Styles has a feeling, a bad feeling that the bone men are in the settlement. And it's, it's um, concreted by Derek saying they're in the walls. I smell them, no blood, but they're in the walls. And then they go to the veterinary clinic to get the wolfsbane. And there's blood. Dun, dun, dun. And that was it. That was our cliffhanger. Yes. Yeah. Did I, did I miss anything? That was anything? a good summary. Was it a good summary? Yeah. I'm glad. Yeah. That was pretty much it. Yeah. Okay. We had cool. a long conversation about people living in the walls, but that had nothing to do with the story. That's right. That is right. We did living in the walls, but so the bone men are in the settlement. And I, I don't know. I think something happened and, to, um, Deaton. Maybe. Yeah, you ready? You ready? <sighs> yeah, let's jump out? into this. Styles was still staring at the blood, wondering how much Deaton could lose before bleeding out completely. When he realized Derek was still moving, going for the door to the operating room that must have drawn Derek there, Gerard was still alive. Evidently, Chris hadn't found time to move him yet for he was still strapped to the table, muttering reverently to himself. Why did they leave you? Derek snarled at the old man as Styles came to stand at his side. Whoever took Deaton, why didn't they take you too? Gerard's bruised, molten skin twisted into an ugly smile as he stared up at them. The natural, the natural born first. The, the un ah, okay nah, nah. <laughs> the unnatural burn first the humans are only if in, of uh, are only of interest if they get in their way it was lycopanthe that killed the humans one way or another either directly with the toxins oh no either directly with the toxins in their venom or by simply in- infecting us turning us and making us of interest to them. He sneered at Derek then. If your kind had left well enough alone, they might have wiped you out entirely and just walked right on by us without noticing. They were here, Styles asked, hating how his voice took. They they took deep. Draw didn't answer. 
He looked straight at Derek with all the dark bitterness Styles had ever seen. If you, this never would have happened. Your daughter deserved it. And so do you. You think no one will, Derek promised darkly. Gerard left, let out a shrill, cracked laugh. When they're done with this place, it won't be you at the top of the food chain any longer. It'll be them. It'll be her. The entire room seemed to go cold at his words. The air heavy with fog all around them. It was as if they could step into the room at any moment. Styles and Derek glanced at each other. But Gerard wasn't smiling when they looked back. He looked old and haunted, and for the first time, Stiles saw his bravado falter. He'd been afraid when he'd seen the bone men, even knowing that they mainly went after the supernatural. They could still kill a human, and Gerard had been afraid. If he had shown one ounce of contrition or even guilt, even a second guess at his life's work of murdering innocents. Styles might have even felt empathy for him. She, she, she Styles breathed shakenly. Gerard looked at the doorway as if he could see something there. Styles had to double check himself that something wasn't lurking there. But it seemed Gerard was simply staring aimlessly as if lost in his memories. You don't know, even know what they are, do you? The old man all but whispered. They are the plague in the world. The apocalypse come again. But they didn't raise themselves. He hesitated as the speaking of them would summon them back into the room. Styles couldn't help but shift sideways so he could keep a view of Gerard. Derek in the door all at once. Having his back to it just felt wrong. Gerard's voice was as it had been in the bathroom of that abandoned motel. He was haunted by what he remembered. And if this insane monster was afraid, Siles didn't think the sickly sense of foreboding in his gut could be wrong. When the alpha pack revealed themselves, my Kate went after them. Gerard's face took on a wistful, almost fond look. She was so smart. She made it her life's work to know everything there was to know about the things we hunt. She knew things, even I didn't. But when she came back from her hunt for the Alpha Pack, she was, his expression twisted. I thought she was disappointed, but she hadn't been able to find them, not with the chaos that gripped the world, but she was different. Then we showed the people of our town what they, you truly were. The riots came and your uncle shot her. And as I knelt at her side, holding my baby girl in my arms, I realized she wasn't dying. Styles felt his insides drop, felt his unease turn to iron-weighted dread in the pit of his stomach. She was healing. She'd been bitten on her hunt for the alphas, and she wasn't dying. And I realized what she was. 
I tried to follow our traditions, our honored way of dealing with the plague, but she escaped. His head snapped up then, his arms, his legs fighting with the bonds of the straps as if he jerked out of his reverie. His eyes were on fire with hatred, with anger and with fear all at once. But what it took me a long time to realize was she hadn't become a werewolf. Sometimes the shape you take. Derek said tersely through a clenched jaw. It changed. It's rare. He focused on Gerard. So what is she? Where is she? He sounded as if he were struggling not to hyperventilate. Lost in the woods all alone, Gerard groaned, goaded. You were never meant to be alpha, were you? You never learned the things you were meant to. You don't have a clue what you're dealing with. Something in Derek snapped. He threw himself forward, arms braced on the gurney either side of the prisoners, and a roar ripped through his throat. His eyes flashed, fangs bare, as he enraged. Animalistic sound made the very, very walls quake long after they died. Breathing hard in an effort to control his anger, Derek sta stared right into Gerard's face. Kate has always been obsessed with the darkest creatures in your world, Gerard whispered. The scarier, the better. It turns out one of her favorite was real. The Bone Man. When I saw them on the last news story before communications died out completely, I knew it was her. She found them, collected them. Loyal servants that could only be raised by what she'd become. And what is that exactly? Styles asked. Gerard went on as if he hadn't spoken. They're called. Ready? Yeah. Are you ready? Am I ready? I don't know. They're called. <laughs> They're called berserkers. Not much is known about them, but I do know the feats of darkness Kate's had to have gone to raise them. When I saw them rise up, I knew I had to kill her. A man has to deal with his own mistakes. Oh my gosh. Full circle back to Halloween when you were so excited about berserkers being at the, um, the haunted mansion that you went to. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure you said, yeah, the haunted house. Berserkers, I was so yeah. And you said to me, well, I don't want to give anything away. <laughs> Full circle. We've made it. We've made it to the berserkers. Also, Halloween was so long ago. I know. So long ago. Ten years. We're ago. about to hit April. Oh, it was. Yes. Let's see. <laughs> I can't think. Music. November, December, January, February, March, April. So almost six months. Is uh, 
we've been doing this for almost set, for like since September. We're like almost half a year. Oh my gosh! Well, it is half a year since we started this. It is half a year. Well, happy yeah. six month. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! I yeah. can't believe it. Okay. So back to the broadcast. Yeah. Styles Styles was suddenly struck by the memory of Gerard out on the road that first time they met and wondered if their scouts, their knowledge of the supernatural had allowed them to tra track the bone men who had been after Styles at the time. He thought of the way the wildlife had fled and thought a trained hunter who knew what to look for likely wouldn't have missed the signs. They probably stumbled across Cor and the others, then Styles and Derek, completely by accident. They had only been an afterthought, a reminder of the curse that took his perfect daughter, the one out. How can you call your children mistakes so easily? Styles demanded, even though he knew it was hopeless. Gerard was hopeless, beyond salvation. What is the world worth? What is the point in being alive if you've got no one who loves you to share it with you? If you're so filled with hatred and bitterness that it consumes you, that's not living. Derek shifted back to regard their prisoner then. The berserkers weren't expressly sent after you. Kate doesn't know you're here, he said darkly. What do you think she'll do to you when she realizes you are the one person she ever trusted, the person who let her down, tried to kill her? The fear consumed Gerard then, and Styles saw fitting your own precious daughter who pass judgment on my family with you. We'll judge whether you live or die, Derek said, reaching for the straps. And distract her enough that we can kill her when she comes. When, yeah, I'm just going to keep it that way. Anyway. <laughs> Styles watched it all happen in slow motion. Yet, like a bad dream, he couldn't jerk his body forward fast enough to stop it. As soon as Derek released the strap, holding Gerard's torso down, the old man struck. The glint of a pocket knife he swept out from his sleeve caught the fluorescent light. It flashed in their only it's flashed in their only warning before it plunged into Derek's throat. Derek gave a spasm, hands going instinctively to his throat as he Gerard snarled as if he was the werewolf reaching for the strap over his leg as Styles darted to Derek's side. Derek was hunched on his knees, expression twisted with shock as he gasped the knife, grasped the knife, knife with shaky fingers. The bloodied stainless steel clattered to the floor, choked, gargling sound ripped out of Derek's lips as blood spilled over them and his fingers as he clasped at his neck. You're okay, Styles panted, 
hands moving over his hair, his shoulder in frantic reassurance. It's just still, you'll be okay, you'll heal, you'll heal. But that didn't stop the pain, the hopeless gasp for air. Styles had never felt more helpless. Gerard scrambled free of the table, making for the door, but Styles was on him. Incensed, he threw himself at him, tackling him to the floor. They landed with a hard thump that knocked the air from Styles' lungs, but he didn't stop. They struggled until Styles crouched over him, punching him across the jaw with a satisfying crunch that made his knuckles ache. Gerard struck back. Many years his senior, but still strong, and he struck Styles hard in the side of the head, making his ears ring and his head spin, just long enough for him to peel sideways and catch his head on the door frame. Ow. Gerard hit him again to down him, lunging to wrap his gnarled but powerful head, hands around Styles' throat and squeeze. Styles choked, sputtering as his hands clawed at Gerard's hands. His face twisted tried to twist and gouge his eyes, anything to get him off, but Gerard jerked his head and just bore all his weight down on Styles' neck. Styles felt his lungs burn, felt the pressure build in his head until his eyes bulged and he thought they might burst right out of his head. His neck felt like it might collapse from the weight on it and his vision faded, hands falling, twitching uselessly at his sides. How does then Gerard his have curled around something? Sorry. How does Gerard have so much energy? He's a old, and then he was just like brought through hell when like they were in that forest fight. How? How, how does he still have energy to fight back? Like, just be a adrenaline. crippled old man, dude. But like, adrenaline makes you do like really wondrous things. I know, but at some point, adrenaline has to run out. Well, he's been laying on that table for hours, yeah, so, that, like, uh, he's had time to gain energy. Yeah. He's still old. And he needs <laughs> to stop. He's still <laughs> I think Gerard's, like, somewhere in his 60s, so he's still I mean, I know, like he's not, like, I guess. he's not, like, 100, but he's just a dick. <laughs> He is a dick. That's why we say fuck Gerard. Fuck Gerard. God. <laughs> Messing with our boys. I mean, in in the actual show, I think Gerard is like responsible for at least 50% of their problems. Um, yeah. Seems like it. Then his fingers curled around something long and warm. Worn. Familiar. He snatched it up, locked it between his fingers as he'd done so many times. He flailed, but lucked out as he looped it around Gerard's neck and pulled tight, hard. The red string glared dazingly bright as he his blurring. The red string glared dazingly bright in his blurred blurring vision. It was worn but strong, and he swore it vibrated in his grasp as if it were a live wire. Gerard gave him a gave a spasm as if he'd been electrocuted, as if Styles' thoughts had occurred through the faded cord pulled tight around his throat. 
He went limp as his body quivered out of control. Tear from his wounded throat as he pulled as tight as he could. He felt the heat from the current that should not have been burst into sharp sparks of fire being faded. faded. It had never been there except for the dull jerking, mouth moving with nothing more than useless choking sounds. Then he fell, fell still, lifeless eyes staring up at the faded white ceiling. That was cool. <laughs> Styles remained perfectly still except for his heaving, gasping breath. Staring at him as adrenaline rushed through him, he felt shaky with it, dizzy as air flooded back through his lungs. Derek had said he thought his spark was inspired by life, by preserving life, extending it. Perhaps that was true, but now Styles thought it was less literal than that. His life had been on the line and Gerard was dead. It could have been contrib contributed to the supernatural luck that the string had tumbled out of his pocket into his fingers. But the way a cord of string that sent electric stocks, sh shocks through it was undeniable evidence that he'd never seen before. It was impossible without a spark, his spark. You look confused. I thought you said he looked confused. And I'm like, I don't see that in the story. <laughs> no, you look confused. No, I I am. A little bit. So Styles brought Gerard back from the dead? Okay, no. Like so he killed him? Like what did what did I no. just miss? Because I heard you speaking. I guess it just went yeah. over my head. Sometimes I so, just hear words okay. and I so don't that, process. You know that string he's been playing with? The, oh yeah, his like red string. I think it's red. Yeah. Yeah, he just he used that to electrocute Strad. He wrapped it around his neck and electrocuted him with that string. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> Which is what that's you said. Nice. You said, "Oh, that's cool." Okay. <laughs> Are you wearing an office t-shirt? Yeah, it's just cool. <laughs> I love the office. I love Dwight. I love him so much. Okay. All right. I'm with you now. So Styles electrocuted Gerard and killed him. Killed him? Killed him. Yeah. 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 So Gerard is now dead. Fuck Gerard still. But wow. Wow. Okay. I'm I'm no longer confused. I had no idea what was going on. <laughs> You just looked really confused. I'm just starting to feel a little lost, but okay. Okay. All right. Maybe he could do more than fix things, burn candles and make plants grow after all, if they survived this. His throat ached, breath coming through, breath coming through it in agonizing raspy heaves. As he start, stared at Gerard's body, he wondered how damaged he was, how bad a person it made him that he didn't feel any guilt or wrongness. He felt relieved. He felt justice that someone who had caused so much pain and death was finally dead. Just how fucked up did that make him? Movement to his left startled him, but he relaxed at the sight of Derek edging toward him, fully shifted, 
a black wolf with blazing red eyes that pressed its way into Styles' space without any preamble. He'd likely changed to try and fast forward the healing process. Blood was smeared across his throat, but he seemed healed when Styles tentatively touched the area. He wanted to tell him how much he scared him, how he thought that was it for them both, but his throat hurt so much and the adrenaline still had hold of him. Derek let out a stream of low whining yips as he pressed in close, licking at Styles' throbbing temple, cheekbone and ear. He nuzzled frantically <clears throat> at his jaw, nudging up to lap at his neck, the pressure of his nose making Styles wince initially, but then hum in relief as the throbbing pain ebbed away. He wondered more than once before if Derek's pain-relieving touch was limited to his human form. Now he knew. He wrapped a shaking arm around Derek's shoulder, stroking and cuddling into the warm black fur, steadying himself with his strength as Derek did the same with him. The whining and nuzzling grew softer as Styles' pain receded as the, his breath, breathing evened out. Then Derek's human nose was pressed into his throat, feather light. <clears throat> Sorry, he rumbled huskily. The healing brings my instincts close to the surface. Styles nodded against his forehead slowly, regarding him with clear vision when Styles drew back to meet his eyes. He felt something in his tender throat tremble as he whispered hoarsely, I, I killed him. Derek didn't look away from his face. I know. But he didn't get it, did it? I killed him. He was trying to kill me. He pretty much is responsible for all your family dying. But I didn't. His throat didn't hurt, thanks to Derek, but it still felt impossible to make his voice sound normal. Louder than his injured grasp, he reached up to touch his neck where he guessed there must be Mark. I'm not sorry. Derek hauled the bastard's ass all the way up here so he could have a fair trial, and Styles had just. Derek didn't, Derek didn't even blink. I'm not either. He must have seen the way, seen the way De Styles made to argue or mind him just why they brought Gerard here in the first place. Because he reached forward to cup Styles' face, hold him still as he pressed their foreheads together. Styles, he breathed. I. Suddenly, noise like Styles had never heard ripped through the clinic. He jumped in shock, and the howling, the screeching. The sound of animals that had been staying in the clinic overnight screaming as if their lives depended on it. Both he and Derek staggered to their feet, moving toward the room where the animals were kept. But before they even touched the door, a distant sound of shouts from outside drew their gazes to, gazes to the door. There was something happening outside. Styles moved as if drawn toward the front door, except it was the opposite. It was like watching a scary movie when you were a kid even though you wouldn't sleep for weeks after. It was like watching through your fingers and not being able to stop, even though your entire body was bunched up with dread. So tight, it hurt. He didn't stop moving, even though his spark was telling him to turn the other way. Derek was at his side as they stepped into the night, the clinical animals dwelling behind them as if in warning. 
They followed the sound of the commotion to where the street twisted in the small clearing by the gates that Parrish had welcomed them into when they first arrived. Together they clung to the shadows, watching the people on their knees in a rough circle, glancing around fearfully as much as they dared. There were solar lights scattered around the road that provided a dim, eerie bl bluish light, only just enough to see the captives by. Style squinted. He couldn't make out his dad or Chris and a handful of people, so they must have evaded capture. Parrish was among them, so most likely just the people unlucky enough to have been caught out by the gates. The curfew had kept most people inside, safe for now, and blissfully unaware, unless they were to come looking. God, he hoped they had more sense. He hoped his dad had escaped notice somewhere, were, were forming some cavalry or He cursed when he recognized Cora and the rest of the pack there, but his insides left in recognition of the last man to be tossed into the circle. His dark hair was bowed, his face streaked with blood as he steadied himself, pushed himself back onto his knees beside Parrish. Holy fucking shit, Scott. Styles made a move forward on instinct at the side of his best friend, his brother, but then the shifting nightmarish black drop froze him where he stood. Shadows moved across the feet solar lanterns scattered around. Styles felt his blood run cold. Derek went deadly still beside him, and for a heartbeat, he was sure neither, the, neither of them breathed. The mist of early eyeing billowed. That made no sense. I, why did I say that? The mist of early evening billowed around them as they slowly circled the prisoners like prey. It was like they were gliding, not part of his, this mortal plane at all, but a ghostly phantom stalking the people like specters waiting to reap their souls. Style saw the light glint of pale bone, saw their claws glint in the darkness, and then one twisted in its gr grotesque skull to glance at one of the prisoners. He glimpsed the red eyes of its eyes, the red flare of its eyes, and squeezed his own shut tight. Just for a moment, he thought of the nightmares he'd woken himself from in the same way, clenching his eyes shut until he felt the grasp of sleep fall away and jerked away to relieve, to, to relieving reality. Only this was reality. This was so very real. Derek reached for him without tearing his eyes away from the scene, fingers curling around Styles' art. Okay. Gotta get into a female voice. This is the last. <laughs> yeah. This is the last of their guard. The woman's voice, husky but firm, cut through the night. She moved among the prisoners, assessing. No sound come there, came from her bone-faced servant, servants from the berserkers, but she tilted her head as if they had. Bring them here. Take. We'll take care of the civilians after we're done here. So, hold on. Can we <sighs> talk about berserkers for a minute? Because she has, like, a human voice. Or, like... She speaks. So yeah, she's not a berserker. She's not a berserker. No. Oh. Okay. If you watch season okay. two, you should know what she is. <laughs> no. Actually, you don't know what she is until like season four. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Continue. Sorry. 
But like, do bone men I get talk? To do, do, the, voice. do the berserkers talk? No, the berserkers don't talk. But I get to do my Scott voice now. Yay. And also, Scott! Yes, Yay! Scott! Scott's here. Okay. All right. Continue. Okay. Continue. Uh, preparing to do my Scott voice. <laughs> I've been waiting for this moment. <laughs> I am sorry ahead of time. We love it. <laughs> uh, okay, but this is all gonna have to get cut out because this is taking forever. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna keep the giggle fest. <laughs> okay, laddie. <laughs> uh, okay. I lost it. Dang it. What do you want from us? Scott, Scott demanded, pushing forward himself up from the ground, only to be held in place by one of the woman's unearthly soldiers. The great woman gave a little noise of amusement. No, no reading ahead, sweetheart. Even if he did give us, it, give us the in we needed. That's how they had gotten in. Somehow they snuck in or threatened their way in or something when Scott had returned. Suddenly, the sounds of the struggle filtered into Styles' ears. He, moves, he moved as if to rise, but Derek's grip on his arm held him in place as another berserker stepped into the diminutive light of the square and shoved two men down on the clutch, into the clutch of people, Chris and his dad. The woman let out a low whistle. Chris, you're looking old. Chris jerked against the hold of his captor, ineffectually flaring up at the woman as she came to stand before him. And you're looking as sane as ever. The woman gave a laugh and grasped her brother's hair, tugging his head back. So he leaned down to look straight into his eyes. Look, look long and hard, brother. Big brother, my face is going to be the last thing you see before I take everything you built here. At that moment, one of the berserkers snapped his head to the side to where Derek and Stiles were hiding. Hiding, The woman reached out, splayed her long fingers across the berserker's upper arm, letting her touch linger with clear satisfaction that she could touch such danger. Bring them to me, pet. Don't taste them yet. The creature surged like an enraged bull releasing, released from his gate, charging for them with no ghostly grace, but with animalistic ferocity, like a trained dog let loose. Run, Derek cried out, Styles, run! Before they could do more than scramble to their feet, it was on them. Its claws struck out, snatching Styles' jacket up in its powerful fists and catching the flesh beneath the deep gouges. Styles snarled in pain at the same time as Derek drove dove for the beast, eyes flaring alpha red in dark in the dark teeth bared. With its grip on Styles not wavering an inch, without expunging any effort whatsoever, the this berserker shoved Derek back against the wall of the building that had shadowed them moments before. 
Its free arm rose and Styles' breath caught in horror at the sight of the blade of sharp jutting bone that projected from its arm. Mere so seconds before it plunged into Derek's chest. Damn it, Derek! <laughs> he always seems to be dying somehow. One way or another, right? Even in the show, like he he almost dies like twice a season, I swear. <laughs> Someone has to play the damsel in distress. <laughs> Speaking of, have you seen the new Superman lately? Um, I watched the first episode and maybe, is there two? I think I started watching a little bit of the second on, one. I think they're like, they just finished premiering the fifth episode. Oh, okay. So I'm a little bit behind, but I did watch the first episode. Yeah, I watched the first two episodes. It's so, I think it's like really good so far. So far, yeah, it's a little slow in episode one, I guess, a little bit, but I'm just in it yeah. for his ass. <laughs> when I'm being serious, he looks so good. He does. Why else do we and watch I, shows so for the plot? No. I do love like him as awkward Clark Kent. He's so awkward and I mm -hmm. love it. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. Okay. Derek jerks going stiff, a grunt of winded shock that the only sound spilling from his lip. The berserker kept its arms in place for a long moment and then drew it back. Derek, Derek slumped and put the moment before back in the clinic with the knife to change. No! Style screamed, struggling, re plunging the skewer into Derek's chest over and over until he doubled over into feet on the floor. His eyes flickering from alpha red to mortal green, color lost in the darkness. The berserker dragged a strugg struggling Styles and a limp Derek over to the circle, tossing them both down with the others. Derek lay in a heap beside Styles, unmoving, while Star Styles was urged to his knees. The berserker pressed hard on Styles' shoulder when he tried to fight until he let out a cry of anguish. His arm twisted at an impossible angle. This close, he could see Deaton was one of the captives, practically hanging on the, from the grip of the berserker, holding him, face gaunt, dripping with blood. Styles tried to catch his eye to gauge if he was all right somehow, but he seemed almost unconscious, and Derek's broken, shredded chest was heaving with labored, wet noises. The woman stepped closer, nudging at Derek's chin with her toe to nudge his face into a more accessible position. Don't touch him, Styles spat, drawing his gaze to him, throat, drawing her gaze to him, throat raw. Her eyes glittered in the pale light. Oh, sweetie, no, oh, honey, sweetie, baby, don't worry, he's not my type. Styles sneered. What, is he too old for you now? Maybe there's some underage boys around here for you. Ooh, snap. On the wide, eerie expression 
as she stared down at Derek. Ooh, he's a fiery Derek. He has more balls than you ever did. You were too shy even to be seduced properly. I, I'm sorry, I got lost for a sec. She got me to trust her. She turned out to be a hunter and tried to burn my family to the ground with my family inside it. She used you to get to your family. Kate! Derek choked out, weak and distant. Don't hurt him. Kate, Styles had to deduced as much, but it still felt like a slap to have Derek confirmed it with his own lips. She really was alive and somehow controlling the berserkers. They would die here in the dark. Derek made an expression of full heart, puckering her lips in a dismayed pout. Sweetie, I'm not going to hurt him. I'm going to make him so strong. Nothing will ever hurt him again. I'm going to make them all strong, and you're going to help, Derek. <coughs> Derek let out a groan, extending his claws, digging weakly into the ground as he tried in vain to push himself up on shaky arms. Kate let out a low laugh and kicked him hard in the chest until he rolled back onto his back at Styles' side. Stop! Styles, Styles snarled with all the ferocity of the supernatural, supernatural beast around him, what, but with a tone dangerously low. Kate turned her head to look at him just as Styles felt something crackling through his vein. It hurt, hurt the intensity of it, and Styles thought if the string he'd all but sunk all but summoned, and the way he shocked and electrocuted Gerard to death in a way he never should have been able to. He didn't think he'd be lucky enough to pull it off again, but he couldn't bear to watch Derek suffer, watch the pull of blood grow thicker and thicker sweep creep across the dirt toward his knees. He, he'd tear her apart or die trying if she touched him. Don't, he muttered darkly. Don't touch him. Caitlin down a little and kept catching Styles' face between her fingers and twisted his head this way and that. Her grip was wincingly strong. He went human nails digging into his chin as she glared up at her. You'll make such a fiery pet powerful with an attitude like that. I think we'll turn you first. As she spoke, neither berserker stepped up beside the one. Oh, no. As she spoke, another berserker stepped up beside the one, still maintaining a grip on Styles, and then together they pinned him in place on his knees with his hands on either side of when my father tried to kill me, when Lycropanthe started killing everyone, everything, 
one way on another, and all the other creatures started crawling out of the woodwork. Kate began darkly straightening up. She turned to one of the few bone men standing in the rough circle of captives alongside her, holding a heavy, warm-looking leather bag. When I realized what I was, I knew the only way to survive was to wield a weapon even the monsters were afraid of. Like she'd done before, she along the berserker's powerful arms. This one wearing braces of leather and a skull in the shape of a wolf. Her long and elongated elegant fingers smoothed up over its shoulder to her crude leather armor and wolf hide. covered his body and she flexed her fingers until she was digging supernatural supernatural claws into its flesh. I knew the story so well. Maybe that's why I became my eyes, my ears, my gods, my people. She straightened them as if coming back to herself from a reverie. Snatch the bag from the berserker, she stepped back to Styles and smeared her bloody thumb across his forehead, then reached, then each of his cheeks, anointing him with the, its blood. It was surprisingly hot, almost scalding hot. Your spark is strong enough to make the change. I love when people call him Bambi. Corner of his eye, Styles saw his dad throw himself forward into the dirt to escape his captor's grasp. Scramble to his feet and seize one of the solar lanterns embedded on his Stay away from my son, he cried, swinging at it at her head. The glass cracked across her skull, spilling to the earth in hundreds of dazzling pieces. But Kate only turned to fully face him, amused surprise on her face. Maybe things would have been different if Chris and I had a father like you, she mused. When the sheriff lodged again with the sea clean out of his hands and shoving him hard back into the berserker that had surged up behind him. You'll make a great soldier too, fierce, loyal, if you survive Derek's bite. He never bite my dad, Styles snapped as Derek gave a choking snarl of protest behind a mouthful of blood. Kate gave a deep laugh. I don't need consent, do I? Not yours. Your father's all Derek's. Same time as Kate finished, I held it. And Styles' blazing hate fear at the sight of what she withdrew. The material of the bag dropped to the dirt, forgotten as Kate lifted the wolf skull in the air like a crown at the coronation. We caught and cleaned this one just yesterday. So fresh, she crooned. No, Derek choked out, pushing up on his weak, shaking arms again. Take me, take me instead. There's no instead, Derek, Kate said dismissively. Just first, second, and third. But you'll be last. When everyone here is under my control, one way or another, then you'll be mine just like them.
Styles struggled against the hold of the berserkers, panting hard, blood and electricity pulsing through him. But right now, the spark wasn't going to save him. It wasn't going to enable him to be turned into one of the beasts that had killed everything the lycopithy hadn't. As panic snapped around his chest like a steel jaw trap, his lo eyes locked onto the hallows of the scold eyes. The dark, deep prison that would frame his vision forever. Kate was chanting something low and I <coughs> am I still okay? Can you still hear me? Yeah, you broke up a little bit there. Hmm. Uh, I hope I hope that everything turns out okay. Fingers crossed. <clears throat> Nausea burned up his throat and he clenched his mouth shut. Because he could see his end raising, rising in slow, torturous inevitability above his head, but he wasn't going to beg. It would be useless anyway. And it was the last vintage of free will, of control he had to deny her. But he still went, shrunk as far down as the Berserker hold, a, hold as he could. He glimpsed Scott and the pack, struggling as surely as his dad to their pack. He felt a frisson of comforting belonging as he squeezed his eyes shut against the shadow of his fate. He felt the wrongness of the skull directly above his head, wandering distantly. Where the fuck Kate had found a wolf skull so large, wondering if it was a wolf and fed bile burn at his tongue. He screamed at the touch of the cold bone, screamed in fear and desperate even though his throat throbbed in negation, a sound that seemed the pack answered, howling, foreboding cries that melded with his like the haunting melody blew open at the familiarity of it, at the command. Okay. And start from there. Okay. He glimpsed Scott and the pack struggling as surely as his dad, crying out, star snarling like beasts in dark promise as the, at the threat of their pack. He felt a frisson of comforting belonging as he squeezed his eyes shut against the shadow of his fate. He felt the wrongness of the skull directly above his head, wondering distantly where the fuck Kate had found a skull, wolf skull so large, wondering if it was a werewolf and felt bile burn at his tongue. He screamed at the touch of the cold bone, screamed in fear and desperation, even though his throat throbbed in negation. A sound that seemed to carry out endlessly into the night, 
The pack answered howling, foreboding cries into oblivion. Then an earth-shuddering roar tore through it all. The very ground trembled as if, if I flew open at the familiarity of it, and boat at the sight of Derek standing there at the struck. To his utter disbelief, the berserkers holding him, holding back the others, released them. As if they couldn't help it, Styles thought, as if the sheer shock of it or something else had subdued them, commanded them to obey. It was the opening it gave him. Derek dove for Kate, knocking the skull flying and sending it careening into the darkness. As Kate went down, she screamed in outrage rather than pain, and her voice jerked another berserker into action. It dragged Derek off her, raising its arm with its bone spike jutting from its from had a split second realization and not since Derek's only a few were listening to her and they'd been released but as they'd attacked the remaining two berserkers had gone for them the other beast stood by and watched stood by watching like marionettes without their puppeteer without direction until the man facing Derek brought his arm down brought the jet of bone from his arm toward him and another berserker sees his arm staying the blow. <clears throat> it was shorter than Derek's attacker, almost wiry with muscle, and it twisted its bone skull of a head toward its once com comrade before snapping the spike off its arm and jamming it into its throat. It went stiff and collapsed as if its leg had been cut from under it, landing in a heap in the dirt and moving no more. It could be killed by one of its own, by its own weapon. Savior turned its head slowly, steadily, looking right at him. When it took a few steps forward, Styles frowned. At, Styles frowned at the very human way it moved. The hesitancy, the jittery, uncertain movement built to kill. Derek took a hesitant step back, and the creature halted its steps just feet from him. Then something like recognition broke a bit across Derek's face. Anguish and confusion like Styles had only seen when Derek had been reunited with Cora took hold of him and he was visibly lost for how to react. He reached out, hands covered in his own blood and hesitated over the beast's shoulders before dropping away, almost defeated the lost boy. Derek, he asked, but his voice seemed to fall away from the power of what was whatever was happening before them. A low whining sound echoed from within, like it physically hurt him to hear, so soft and sad. He answered with a lost, mournful cry deep in his throat, a sound only the wolf could make. The light caught the moment dancing across Derek's face. And the berserker skull, just enough for Styles to see the cracks splitting through the bone. They fractured the smooth pale surface, almost like fissures breaking the earth until the skull shattered and shards spilled to the earth. Everything stopped. The shock in the darkness, pale in the night of dark hair spilling down the creatures. The young woman's back, the pale skin kissed by the lantern light. She jerked her head around like a startled animal. 
that had no idea where it was, then stared at Derek with a painful, familiar, less lost yet hopeful look. Derek? Stiles' breath caught as his brain made the connection a bit split second before Derek spoke. Laura, Derek breathed. And the end. Laura. Laura's uh, <laughs> sister, yeah? Yeah, his older sister. Older sister. That was yeah. intense. I don't even yeah. have words. I think it I'm, was really intense. <laughs> I feel like I failed on Scott's voice. <laughs> no, 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 no. I think you did okay. I'm just um, a little sad that we didn't get more than uh, like four words from Scott. <laughs> the time will come. I'm sure that he'll speak <laughs> a little bit more to us, but uh, yeah, I'm kind of speechless. That was an intense. Um, we have Laura. Yeah. Kate's dead, right? So. Kate's still alive. Oh, Kate's still alive. Gerard's dead. Gerard's dead. Yeah. Oh, wow. Sorry, I'm letting everybody down. I don't even know what to say. <laughs> After this, we have four episodes left of oh, this story man because chapter 11 is split into three sections so this was the end of chapter 10 uh what was the title mm -hmm. of chapter 10 Con confront death's confrontation death's coronation <laughs> that was close <laughs> oh wow Four more episodes, yeah. like two more chapters. Yeah, and chapter 12 is going to be one episode, but it is super long. That's okay. We'll, we'll savor the last little bit of Radio Tower that we have. Oh, I can't remember how many pages 12 is. It's like something like 26 pages. Yeah, I think that's a about right what you said so this one was 21 yeah. i don't know how long this one took we have a little audio issue though so it took a little longer to get reconnected yeah yeah wow usually we have like just... witty stuff to say after the uh, chapters end i i don't even have anything witty this is wasn't it was just really intense <laughs> intense it will be our episode title because there's no jokes to be made <laughs> oh. uh, we have a laura i tried to make uh yeah i tried to make scott sound irish mm -hmm. i picked up on okay. that he just didn't say too, too much. So we didn't get a lot of exposure to uh, your Scott. Yeah. I'm hoping in future last episodes, in the next couple, we'll, we'll hear him a little bit more. Right? Hopefully. Yeah. Spoiler alert. 
Hopefully, we only have two chapters left. I know, but we have to have a happy so. ending. Hyper little Nori can't can't do this to us and just kill everyone. They have to stand oh. on a hill with unicorns no. and rainbows and like sparkles and like floating hearts because <laughs> <laughs> what she has dragged us through. Oh man. I'm 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 like sitting on the edge of my seat hoping that Hyper Little Nori likes this episode. Yeah. I, well, I think you did it justice reading it, but boy, no, no jokes for you, Hyper Little Nori. There's going to be no laughter this time. <laughs> no. Oh. Man. But. Fuck Gerard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't like Kate either. She's not quite at the fuck Kate yet, but I, I don't I like, like I like uh, Styles' quip. Uh, what, is he too old for you now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, well, we're, <laughs> we're entertaining right now. Um, Thank you, Chaotix, for coming and listening this Thursday. This is Johnny. And this is Jess. We'll see you next Chaotic Thursday. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us on our journey today. We'd like to thank Hyper Little Noi for allowing us to read her masterpiece, Radio Tower, and to our listeners who welcome us into their homes every week. We love any reviews, downloads, subscriptions. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and archive of our own as Ships of Chaos. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next Chaotic Thursday.